Welcome to Last God Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. How has it uh, been going? I saw you had a visitor down at the Goats. I did. I did. Uh, Melissa came down for a little getaway. And um, turns out she wanted to go to the... Everybody wants to go to the goat farm. Um, she wanted to go to the goat farm, so we went down there. And unbeknownst to me, they had week-old uh, goat babies. So, yeah. They were only a week old. And they were like... I, nobody could see that. Okay, so they were like smaller than a cat, like, um, and they were in a playpen, and then they had a room full of kittens. So I might oh as well have just invited Melissa to come and live in a fantasy of animalness. Like I, it was better than I could have anticipated. Like, <laughs> so she, because I volunteer there, she just left us up there, like to play with them. And then she was like, oh, if other people come up, just explain to them that they can touch the goats and the cats. I was like, okay. And then the best part was, cause you could hold them, but we got mm -hmm. to wrap them in blankets and bring them down to the barn. And the blankets smelled like downy flakes. <gasps> so we were holding baby goats that smelled like downy. That's the cutest on this earth i thought melissa was gonna cry i i really did. <laughs> is cornelius still there my cornelius cornelius it uh no no he is gone i think he got adopted out um uh. like i said before they only adopt them out in pairs okay um well minimum pairs because they're bonded so they don't want them to be separated because apparently they're like pack animals mm. um but uh, some of the other ones are still there, and now they have a new crop coming in. So, oh, so cute! They're adorable, and the kittens were out of control. They just had the kittens in their own room, like amazing. Aww, uh, nothing's happening over here. Just van stuff going to Florida in two weeks. Nice. What are you going to Florida for? Just because? Uh, family in the area, the Jacinos. All right. Uh. We thought we'd uh, drive the van, which is going horribly. Oh, no. That's okay. I mean, nothing's, like, wrong with it, wrong with it, but, like, getting the camper part of it in right. is more challenging than I thought it would be. Uh, and a, a guy had it for five days before telling us that it was $2,500 to fix, like, oh, some uh, the gear shifters on the steering column something is loose in it and it, and that was like uh $1200 or something and then the some other shit and the, the um tune up for the spark plugs was $1000 and I'm like that's too many dollars. I don't know what he's doing in there, but that's too many dollars yeah, for a 30-year-old vehicle. Give me a bloody break. Oh, and he was like, all oh, it's got to be dealer parts. I'm like, they don't even probably make whatever is in a 95 Econo line. What are you talking about? Who's the maker of that, of the van? Ford. Oh, come on. He's got to be able to find parts for a Ford. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, you really got to get it direct from Ford. Are you sure? It's not like I have a Maserati, you know? Right. I'm like, it's a Ford. <laughs> Although I do know with everything that's going on, uh, car parts... There's a lot of issues with uh, car parts and, and whatnot. Sure. But I feel like there's enough Fords floating around that you could have found one. Yeah, like any old junkyard, 
that has old Ford Econo lines in it. Yeah. And I don't even think it would have to be from an Econo line. I mean, it could probably be from a van, a Ford van. I don't disagree, but this guy was a real pep. So we had to take the van back and now we're like set back five days. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to wind up taking the Rogue down and like car camp it. Well, at least it'll be warm. It will be warm. Yeah. And we have every kind of tent there is possible to own. True. So it will be better. <laughs> Bananas. Oh, Bananas. Crazy. So, yeah, we thought it would be safer. Quarant- like, not quarantine, but, like, interaction-wise to just drive down. Especially since Florida's, like, way well into, like, coughing on you. Right. But that way you can go see his actual relatives and you don't have to worry about it if you haven't been exposed to other people. Right. You stay on campgrounds and that's it. And then you pull up to their house and it's fine. Order takeaway. (laughs) There you go. Sit on the lawn. (laughs) Seriously. I told uh, his aunt, I was like, you have two weeks to warm up down there. Make no mistake. This whatever's going on, 30 degrees. With their frozen iguanas falling out of the trees. I'm like, that shit ends now. I'll be there in two weeks. (laughs) I'm sure it'll be good. I'll have a good time. I'll have a good time even if I had to drive like my car and like stay at Econo Lodges, you know, like I don't care. Right. I love a road trip. Get me into a road trip. (laughs) So who are we doing? Oh, it's a big one today. It's a big one. (gasps) Oh, that's why you needed the extra day. Well, that and my freaking internet was down. Uh, Yeah, the internet went down Saturday. Um... I woke up, it was down. I called Verizon. They were like, reboot. I'm like, I did, but okay, I'll do it again. And then they were like, oh, you need to move the router. It's too close to the modem. Fine, I did that. It worked. And then Mel and I were gone. And then later that night, it went out again and nothing would work. So I had to call, I called Verizon. They're like, oh, we have a tech, we have to have a tech come out. They couldn't get somebody out till like yesterday at 1.30. I hate everyone. Great. But it's fixed now. Fingers crossed. Oh, that's good. They oh, should yeah. treat it as a utility. I don't mean to get political, but at, the internet's at, now a utility. So well, you know, I did point out. I'm like, well, you know, you have two people who work from home, and now we're losing work. You know, much, yeah, the majority of the day. So, of course, if they had just fixed it Saturday morning, I wouldn't. Have <laughs> it, but I already went through that drama, so I'm not, I'm not gonna be a bitter bitch for now. And we wash our hands. Yeah, I already had my Karen moment. So. <laughs> anyway, so today we're doing Loki. <gasps> no way! Yes. Yes, we're going to do Loki. I was loud. I'm sorry. I screamed okay. like you were across the room. I mean, I am, I'm across two states. <laughs> Three states. Two states. Um, but yeah. So it is a lot, but I pared back on some of his stories because... The problem is, is there's not a, there's a few, like, it's just Loki story, but then there's a lot of stories with, you know, that him interacting with other gods. So, mm-hmm. um, and there was quite a few on Thor and Odin. So I kind of wanted to save those stories for, for like, Odin. for their, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Woo! <laughs> uh, so Loki, he's a cunning trickster who has the ability to change his shape and sex. Um, Funny enough, he isn't considered good or evil uh, in North, Norse mythology. Although, I mean, I was kind of feeling like he was evil, but 
<laughs> apparently he's just chaos and you know chaos is neutral so oh i did know yeah now that I thought of it, you're like, I would have considered him evil. I'm like, people think Seth's evil all the time, too. And he's just chaos all over right. the place. Maybe so, a bit of jealousy thrown on top. Yeah. I mean, Loki definitely has an attitude problem. <laughs> but um, in, North, in Norse mythology, they just considered him chaos. So he was neutral um, up to a point, which we'll get to. Um, I also did not know that he was considered the god of fire sometimes depending mm-hmm. on the um interpretation uh, you know good old prosetta <laughs> so according to some sort well okay so according to all the sources loki is the son of a giant according to some other sources his mother was a goddess um she's not a particularly like i looked her up there wasn't a whole lot on her but because of his, which is why they think that he's able to have the lineage of being listed among the Asir. Okay. Because his father's a giant, but yet Loki's considered one of the Asir, and that could be doing because his mother's a goddess. Um, that was the best explanation that um, they could come up with, and the fact that his mother is mentioned in some some early poetry, mm, okay. uh, mentioned as like mother of Loki, like not. <laughs> uh, so unlike some of the other Norse deities, there's no known, um, there's no known sources, uh, either pre-Christian, Scandinavian, medieval, that shows Loki was ever worshipped. Um, unlike hmm. the other Norse deities where they were able, you know, they were to find like altars and offerings and stuff like that. They, they've never found anything to show that Loki was worshipped. That's fair enough. Like what... What on earth, and maybe later when we pick him for the new god, I just thought of one. Why what, Why would you pray to him? Would you right. be like, man, things are going great. How can I mix it up? <laughs> uh, yeah, and again, he's neither good nor evil, and he kind of just does his own thing. So, yeah, what would be the point? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just going to put this out here because I felt like it was important. Because Loki in the Marvel Universe... Mm. is considered the adopted brother of Thor and the adopted son of Odin. In North mythology, he is not related to them. No, not in the least. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I mean, I know like comics don't have to be accurate to anything. They have like half vampires and whatever is going on there. Uh, But I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, but I think that part has gotten so ingrained that it's like worth mentioning again. Yeah. He's he's represented as a companion to the fellow um to the other Asir gods. So while Odin, Odin and Thor, specifically Odin, you know, Odin's basically, you know, all father, um, Loki doesn't necessarily def- obviously defer to him at times. Um, but he's definitely considered one of the Asir, so I guess Odin would be his king, but he doesn't really act like it. Right. Why would he? Right. But he's also not considered part of Odin's court. So it's not like he is the gesture jester of the court or like, you know, whatever. He's just a companion. So keep going. Um, sometimes he helps the gods with his plan, which usually ends up causing embarrassment and difficulty for himself. 
uh, when he helps, and I put that in quotes. <laughs> I'm helping. Uh, oh, Jesus. And they made a point of saying that it causes embarrassment. So usually when he's helping, it ends up Loki's done something stupid. <laughs> but at the same time, he's also the enemy of the gods because he likes mm. to show up to their banquets uninvited, demanding their food and drink, and then insulting everybody, as we've learned. One of the other things that um, the scholars, and this was through a Scandinavian website. So I've been, that's where I've been finding some of the best information about the deities. Yeah. The entomology of his name possibly has to, ties in with the Scandinavian word for loops and knots, uh, which hmm. is also the same word for webs, which would make sense because he's the inventor of the fishnet. Oh, Rand used fishnets, so she got those maybe from Loki. Or is that coming up later? Spoilers. No, no, he just invented them. He just invented them. Oh, all right. Um, but it could also. So here's where they get into the fact that there might have been more to the way you know words are, which I I found this interesting because it could also mean tangler, T A N G L E R, oh. which would show off his trickster abilities. Um. The word also means to close loops, which they also feel has to do with him closing the loop in as his role in Ragnarok. Okay. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So there's a lot of, it's interesting that his name can, can be very like, what's the word? Um, literal. Okay. But also could be, you know, more about his ability. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I also didn't realize, and I suppose I should have, but um, because the word means loops and knots, I didn't realize fishnets were made by tying a bunch of loops and knots together. I I should have known that. Like, when I read it, I was like, well, duh. Like, but how often do I look at fishnets? Like, I don't even wear them. So. <laughs> I just thought of that when you when you said that. You're like, fishnets are loop, loops and knots. And then I was like, oh, my modern brain's like, Loki and drag, he definitely, he was like, I need a sexier tight. You know what I'm saying? I can't just be. He changed his shape and sex often. So like I invented uh, these, I'm going to put them on my legs and you guys, it'll stop your heart. <laughs> right. So I get to wear them. <laughs> and he's married to us. Uh, okay. So that's his backstory. There isn't a birth story. There isn't, you know, just like everything else. At least we got two parents' names out of this. That's more than usual. Yeah. Um, so we're going to jump into his notoriety. And I'm going to, because some of these stories, we covered the front half of the story in other, in other gods. I'm going to just mm -hmm. reference it and then go to the part that's pertinent. Um, okay. So the first one is going to be how he got, um, which I didn't realize this. He's the reason that Thor has the hammer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Molnir. 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 So this happened after he cut off Sif's hair. Right. 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 If you remember, he he wandered by, and she was yeah. She I skimmed Loki's involvement when I did Sif. Yes. Um. So. After that, you know, Thor was like all pissed off and he had to go to the dwarves and get more hair made for her. Uh, once they, the dwarves made the hair for her, Loki was um, kind of 
kind of overcome by the urge to remain in the cave. He wanted to see what else they were doing and to cause more mischief. He approached the two brothers that were named Metalworker and Spark Sprayer mm-hmm. uh, and taunted them saying that he, that he was sure the brothers would never forge three new creations equal to those that the sons of another dwarf had fashioned. He even bet his head on their lack of ability. So Loki was like, I bet my head that you guys can't do better. The two dwarfs obviously accepted the wager because it happens every time they just do. So as they were working, a fly, who was Loki in disguise, stung one of the dwarfs' hand. When the dwarf pulled his creation out of the fire, it was a living boar with golden hair. This was Gulen Bursty. Who gave off light in the dark? Okay. I know. Who gave off light in the dark and could run better than any horse, even through air and water? Oh. So then the other brother, or the same brother, was like, "All right, we gotta start over again because this isn't what I meant to make." Um, he set another piece of gold on the fire as his brother worked the bellows, and then the fly bit his brother on the neck, which was still Loki. And they drew <laughs> out. I know. They drew out a magnificent ring. Uh, called Dropiner. From this ring, every ninth night fault eight new golden rings of equal weight. So every ninth night, you get eight new rings, gold rings. What do you do with all these rings? I don't know. So then they decide to put iron on the hearth. And um, the brothers said, okay, for this next one, we've got to really be paying attention because the mistake could be more costly than with the previous two projects which is interesting considering that it was gold that they had on before and now they're putting on iron and they're saying that this could be worse. Worse. This sounds like a success on both counts. Right. Uh, But then Loki stung one of the brothers in the eyelid and the blood blocked the dwarf's eye and it prevented him from seeing his work. Um, And then they ended up producing a hammer of unsurpassing quality, which never missed its mark and would boomerang back to its owner after being thrown but it had one flaw. The handle was short. Uh, one of the dwarves lamented that this had almost ruined the piece, which was called Molinaire. Molinaire. Um, nevertheless, sure of the great worth of their three pre- treasures, they went back to Asgard to claim the wages that were due to them, which was Loki said. Um, yeah. Loki, yeah. Loki obviously made it back to the Hall of Gods before the dwarves and presented the marvels that he had acquired. Um, to Thor, he gave Sif's new ha- hair and the hammer. To Odin, he gave the ring and the, and the spear. And to Freya, she got um, the boar. Oh, um, as grateful as the gods were to receive the gifts, which they foresaw would be insurmountable, helping them in their battles against the giant, they nevertheless concluded that Loki still owed the dwarves his head. So he told them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when the dwarves approached Loki with knives, the cunning and the cunning god pointed out that he had promised them his head, but not his neck. So uh, they contented themselves with sewing Loki's mouth shut and returned to their forge. So, so obviously he was he was able to get that mouth open again. You know? Yeah, they just sewed it. They didn't even sew it with magical something. He was like, uh, nice try. Yeah. I... You know, he said he promised them his head, but not his neck. And I know that on paper, that's supposed to sound really clever, but they still could have taken his head. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess they were just sick of his mouth, so they sewed it shut. He's like, you know, technically, 
And that's all he had to say was the word technically. And they were like, get the needle and thread. That's enough of this. Right. They were probably just like, we're done. I can't even deal with him anymore. Mispronounced the hammer or something. And look, he's like, know. you know, that's not how you say it. Or they, he was like, maybe you have too many flies in your forge. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. So that's the story of how um, Thor got his hammer, which is totally directly Loki. And you don't um, have to be special to hold up the hammer, right? Like, no. Like in the Marvel comics, like you have to be worthy of it or whatever, but I'm pretty sure you just like need to be super strong and have like a special glove. Uh, it. I, I didn't door research Moillionaire, but it doesn't say any of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it almost sounds like as much as everybody has made a big deal about Thor's hammer, it was an afterthought. You know, Loki kind of gave it to him when he gave him Sif's new hair, probably because he was like, oh, look, I know you're pissed off at me about Sif's hair, but I brought you this hammer. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like he went there and asked them, you know, for a, an amazing, um, what do you call it, weapon. So I, I don't know. I think maybe the way this story has it presented, while Thor's hammer is important, I, I don't think that they gave it as much importance as we do nowadays. Right. Like he was like, I'm such a good bloke. Look at this extra hammer I brought you. Right. <laughs> right, because then he's like, I brought Freya a pig and I brought, you know, Odin some rings. So. <laughs> uh, and I don't recall, and that may happen later when we get to Odin or whatever, but I don't recall either of those great gifts showing up later. <laughs> no, but, I don't either. You know. Uh, so that's one story. Yes. Um, there's another. Uh, a smith arrived at Asgard one day and offered to build the gods a high wall around their home to protect them from anybody who might try to hurt them. Uh, turns mm. out the smith, who was actually a giant in disguise, said he could complete his work in a mere three seasons, but demanded a steep price, and that was the hand of the goddess Freya in marriage. Not only that, he also wanted the sun and the moon. Mm. Um, the gods took counsel together and talked about it, but Freya was adamantly against the giant's term from the start. Sure, I'm sure she wasn't like, oh, hot guys, thanks a lot. Right. So Loki decided to help and suggested that the builder should obtain that which he desired, which was Freya, although only if he could complete his work in a single winter with no aid or help from anybody but his horse. So after much conversation about it, the gods decided to go with Loki's plan. I don't know why, because it never ends well. Oh, obviously, no. yeah. So obviously the gods had no intention of actually giving Freya away and Freya wasn't going to go and they thought the task was impossible. So they were like, fine, whatever. Um, the giant, however, agreed to their terms, uh, but he made the gods swear an oath to ensure that if the conditions were met, they would fulfill their end of the bargain and that he would be safe while working in Asgard. So they couldn't attack him. Um, so they set it, he set out to build the wall and the gods were like, oh crap, he's really getting this done. Um, what was even more confusing to them was that the giant's horse or stallion, Svalbardi, which mm -hmm. means unlucky traveler, uh, was able to do almost twice the work as the giant himself. It was able to haul enormous boulders, um, like for 
over these long distances and, and did a lot of the work by itself. Uh, when the winter was only three days ahead, the wall was strong enough to be impenetrable um, and it was almost finished. Only the stones around the gate hadn't been put into place yet. So the guy was finishing ahead of schedule. Right. Um, the anxious gods see Loki and rebuked him for giving them such foul advice. Again. He's like, how was I supposed to know he was like a miracle man or whatever? Right. So they threatened him with death that if he couldn't find a way to prevent the giant from finishing his task and making off with Freya and the sun and moon, he would, um, because that would plunge the nine worlds into never-ending darkness and dreariness. Uh, Loki begged them to spare his life, and he swore an oath that he would do as the gods desired, desired come what may. So he's going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. A lot of oath taken around here. Um, so that night, the giant and the horse ventured into the snow-draped forest to get more stones. And along their way, a mare, who was none other than Loki in disguise, whinnied to the stallion from a short distance away. She didn't just whinny. She basically was in heat. Uh, when the stallion saw the mare, his heart wasn't his only organ that was roused by delight and lust. I left that in there because I loved how they phrased this. <laughs> Come get it, horse cock. Yeah, so he ran into the woods after her. The mare, the mare ran all night, and all night the horse, the stallion chased her. When morning came, the giant's horse was still missing, and the now despairing giant knew that there was no way he could finish the wall in time. Um, so the Asir then paid the giant the wages they deemed to be he deserved, a fatal blow from Thor's hammer, which shattered his head into pieces no bigger than breadcrumbs. Wow. However, in the forest... The stallion had caught up with Loki, who ended yeah. up giving birth. Yeah, who ended up giving birth to a gray eight-legged horse. <laughs> so that is the story of how Loki ended up giving birth to Sleipnir, who then became yeah became Odin's steed. Um, definitely one of those moments that ended in embarrassment for Loki. And childbirth. Not even his favorite kid? Come on. Not even his favorite kid. That seems um, like it would be the favorite kid. So we all know that he was responsible for the death of Balder. Right. And so, um, and this was mentioned when we actually talked about two of his sons, Banner and Veer. Yeah. Uh, Loki was then taken um, in his... It says regular form. I don't know what a regular form of gods are. So I guess in his god form. This regular guy walking around, sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> so they took they took him to a cave, brought in his two sons, turned one into a wolf who killed his brother, and um, strewed his entrails all over the cave. Then Loki was fastened to three rocks in the cave with the entrails of a slain son. Um, the entrails had been turned into iron chains by the gods. Um, Scotty placed a poisonous snake on a rock above his head where it dripped venom into his face. Uh, Loki's wife sat by his side with a bowl that she held up to the snake's mouth to catch the poison. Uh, every so often the bowl becomes full and Sig would have to leave her husband's side to dispose of the contents, at which point the drops fall into the, uh, and it says specifically that he's not sorry. It says unrepentant God's face, mm. which caused him to shake violently which brought about earthquakes in Midgard. So that's why we get earthquakes. 
uh, poison ball too full. And he's not even a little bit sorry. He's like, sorry, not sorry. Right. No. So every time a drop hits his face, it causes him to shake and it shakes the world. Do you think if he was sorry, though, like if he apologized again, like they'd be like, all right, and like let him out of the poison cave? They might. They might. But at this point, you know, this now just falls into his prof to the prophecy of Ragnarok. Right. Well, so maybe they wouldn't let him go. Right. Um, because Loki's fated to break free from his chains at Ragnarok to help the giants in destroying the cosmos. So this is where I say that while it's fine that they call him chaos, I mean, he kind of is, I mean, I don't know. I guess as far as the gods are concerned, he's evil at Ragnarok because he's helping the giants. Yeah. And now I'm going to cover his Ragnarok role because I actually didn't know this part. I knew oh, he, um, I have to cover it in his notoriety. Okay. Um, because it's very specific. Oh, okay. Um, plus we haven't really talked about other things that are happening in Ragnarok. Mm. Um, there's two wolves who've been hunting the sun and moon through the sky since the beginning of time. They'll catch their prey and then the stars will disappear. Um, the great tree that holds the cosmos together will tremble and all the trees and even the mountains will fall to the ground. And the chain that has been holding back the monstrous wolf Fenner will snap and that beast will get free. And the mighty serpent who dwells at the bottom of the ocean and encircles the lands will rise up from the depth, depths filling the seas all over the earth as he makes the land fall. Those are, those are Loki's children. Right, right, right. The convulsions will shake the ship Naglifar, which is called the nail ship, free okay. from its mooring. This ship, which is made from the fingernails and toenails of dead men and women. It'll sail over the flooded earth and its crew will be an army of giants. The forces of chaos and destruction and its captain will be Loki, the traitor to the gods who will have broken free of the chains in which the gods have bound him. Another wolf and the god Tyre will play each other. Hemdal and Loki will do the same thing, putting a final end to the trickster, but costing each of the gods their lives so they actually kill each other you really glossed past that boat made out of fingernails that's disgusting they didn't that was all they gave <laughs> i didn't want to i wanted to give us a little bit of background on ragnarok because we talked about ragnarok a lot but we didn't really talk about like what was going to happen mm. um and the fact that loki's two children are prominent in this um and then loki's like steering this death ship <laughs> like, yuck ship yeah this yuck ship is is pretty significant and i'm not going to talk about what happens to the other gods in this because that will that can be you know talked about later that can be for there then, yeah but so. after the fight after the fight the remains of the world will sink into the sea and there'll be nothing left but the void and creation and all that has occurred since then will be completely undone as if nothing ever happened so then what's Balder ruling over? Nothing? I don't know. I didn't plunge into that. Um, but that's the story of Ragnarok, like the battle. Oh, okay. So then maybe when, once the battle is over and there's nothing left, it just starts anew again? Because right. like they're survivors and they got to, you know, make the time. 
I didn't do that because Loki's role at that point is over. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. It doesn't fall into his notoriety. Um, I wanted to put this story in his notoriety because of his children and stuff in it. Okay. Um, so that's, that's the end of his notoriety. There was a, like I said, there was a lot of other stories, but I think they're better off for the gods that are also directly involved in them. Oh, like breaking apart, like Lokasana's slam fest. Yeah, because BC. otherwise we're just going to end up repeating ourselves. And there's enough stories that, you know, enough stories. And some people's, here. some people's only story is whatever disc got laid out. Right. Which that's why I didn't even include like when he went in there and like dissed the females at the dinner. Because I was like, well, that was their story. Let them have that. <laughs> We're like, Freya had a snappy comeback. So yeah. <laughs> leave it for Freya. Um, yeah. I deliberately tried to leave out stories we had already covered. Um, and like I said, I didn't, I didn't put in his direct relations like any with Odin or Thor. Other than the hammer, which Thor wasn't even there when it happened. So, <laughs> so that's his notoriety. Hmm. Pretty what impressive to have so many stories for a god no one worshipped. Right? I'm going to give him full marks. That's a 10. That's going to be a 10 from me. I agree. All right. So his inter-realm crossover. He crosses over all of them. He's traveling all over the place. That's another 10 for me. Yeah. He definitely is getting around town. He's going to score so high this So, guy. as far as his Ragnarok... <laughs> as far as his Ragnarok role... He doesn't start Ragnarok, which is what people seem to think and based on that story it would sound like he did but he didn't the fighting's already happening when Loki jumps on that ship mm. but he does kim kill Himdall and he himself gets killed at the same time who's Ragnarok oh, is it in the death of Baldur that starts it or no no um well no actually what they're saying is that Ragnarok starts um when the wolves who've been hunting the sun and moon finally catch the sun and moon Oh, okay. So it's actually these two wolves, Skull and Hadi. Okay. But they've been hunting the sun and moon since the beginning of time. Um, and they finally catch it. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, is it, whose fault is it? Like, mm. I guess when the time's up, the time's up. Right. And Yag Yagrasil uh, trembles mm -hmm. and all the trees fall to the ground. So again, that's not nobody's actually caused that but loki oh. gets blamed for ragnarok a lot and that's not really what it is okay um, he's pure chaos so he, for him to fight with the giants who are being viewed as the force the forces of chaos and destruction in ragnarok makes sense giants don't really have an end game either like I don't know why they want the world to end. It's, it's all the worlds. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say the score for Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't survive. He doesn't survive. And he didn't start it. I'm giving him an eight. I was going to give him a five. I was going to stick with neutral chaos. Okay. Uh, 
so his family fame. Uh, he is the father of hell, the goddess of death. Uh, Yorgamond, the serpent, and Fenir, the wolf. Uh, he also gave birth to Slepner. And he also had two other children that ended up being his, their entrails being his. It's good stuff right there. Though. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give him a 10 because oh. those are pretty prominent. I mean, pretty prominent. And both of those, two of his children are directly working on uh, Ragnarok as well. I'm going to give him a nine. Not real clear on the parentage. And I feel like some other gods might have not more famous children, but like less world serpenty and less, less werewolfy. He only, yeah, he, he really has like one human-esque child. <laughs> That's me. I don't recall like what hell looked like, but I mean, bipedal probably. No, actually, I remember we did her. She was, uh, she was supposed to be very beautiful. Um, although she had like, although she had like blue skin. I don't know. If that That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be like a death thing or something. So on to pop. Zygis. Zygis. Yes. Yes. Zygis. Ah, I said it. I said it. So he appears in the 1975 fantasy novel, Eight Days of Luke, which I still don't know what it is. Um, he's a central character in Neil Gaiman's, I just threw it in there because it was like, um, he's a central character in Neil Gaiman's novel, American Gods, and he's an important character in a few arcs of the comic Sandman by also, also by Neil Gaiman. Mm, very good. He, do you remember the movie, The Mask? With Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yes. Um, the mask is actually Loki's mask. Why don't I remember? It doesn't get explained in the first film. They explain it in the sequel. Son of the mask? Yeah, Alan Cumming plays Loki and explains that it's actually his mask. That's a cult favorite, that movie. I know. Uh, clearly, Loki appears in the Marvel comics and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He sure does. He, he's constantly coming into like he's constantly fighting with thor who's supposed to be his adopted brother but he's not really his adopted brother but you know he appears in rick Rordan's magnus chase in the gods of asgard series does he add he's bad what a baddie he he's is bad. in that he's bad although i like his child i like his child i like his child too and like i like that the gender roles that they play with in that book in that way but i like yes. that he's projecting himself out but he's still tied to that rock sorry spoilers yes for anyone who hasn't read those books but go read them yeah, that right. sounds enticing <laughs> i mean spoiler alert he's still tied to the rock it, ragnarok hasn't come yet so <laughs> right um he is the final boss in an anime series called soul of god <laughs> okay he appears in a video game, Warriors. Um, he hides in Persis. Oh, he hides in Perseus's identity um, and helps orchestrate a um, war against Zeus. I might want to play this game. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like some inter god crossover. I'm into that. Right? I kind of want to play that game. <laughs> um, he's in God of War. 
he's in something called Persona 5. I don't, it's an anime. Mm. Um, he was a rogue Asgard scientist in Stargate SG-1. <gasps> oh, was he? He's also in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. In Shannon's Messenger, it's a book. He, he is actually a character. And he's also in a game called Age of Mythology. And he's one of the three major North, Norse gods that players can choose to worship when they start the game. Which is ironic since nobody ever worshipped him. He's also a playable god in a third-person multiplayer online battle arena game called Smite. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. But let's be honest. The Marvel Universe is where he shines. And not just the Marvel Universe. I'm going to say in Rick Warden's books as well. Mm, I'm going to give him full marks there. He's really around town. Yeah. And plus, how many people name one of their animals Loki? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Right. So that's Loki. Well. Uh, Yes. Go ahead. Do you think he's going to get a throne at the end of Ragnarok? Here's the thing. Would you like to know his score? And he's easily the easily the highest scoring. Oh, go ahead, because I was keeping track, too. But I didn't write yours down. I wrote mine down. So 92. Jesus Christ. Fucking Loki. How do we not give it to him? I mean, he's neutral. He's just neutral. neutral. Like, I know we like are furious with him, but the gods are also always furious with him. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, yeah, we have to at 92. How can we not? I think, and it's not like he doesn't want to, he wants a throne hard. He really (laughs) does want a throne hard. I'm going to say, yes, he gets the throne, but I don't know how far he's really going to make it into the post. No, no. Especially since like, he killed Boulder for fun or jealousy or whatever he did. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Boulder just beat him back. Yeah, he's killed Boulder. He's cut Sif's hair. He kidnapped Idun with the apples. You know, he gave he, his children are not not good. <laughs> you know, he goes to he goes uninvited to banquets and slut shames everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Male and female, you're all sluts the lot of you. <laughs> right. Right. You know, his redeeming stuff, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I think we have to give him a, a throne right now. Give you a temporary throne, the one that's not finished yet, buddy. <laughs> chain to it what do you think he'll be the modern god of i don't know that we have to make his his mischievousness or his chaos modern like but i got it though what he is the god of prank shows oh my god he's the god of jackass he's jackass he's uh the one where they used to hide the a little camera in the bush before they come out and they'll be like, you're right. Oh, candid camera. What's that one show now? Yes. But what's that one show now where they, um, Oh my God, it's like three guys and they don't do like physical pranks, but they'll like, like make the other ones crap. I can't think of it, it's like but punk. yeah, you're right. It's not punk. It's these three guys and they dare each other to go do stuff. But like, it's things like, going into the grocery store and they have to stand like really close to people and like they have a camera or a radio in their ear. Oh, okay. 
I'm interested in that kind of prank show. Like, I don't need to see ouch my balls. It's okay. No, no, this isn't like that. Yeah, this is them just like basically embarrassing themselves in public, but it's not physical. Yeah, I don't want to watch out for my balls either. (laughs) (laughs) Loki, I can't even believe he made it. And I was so sure he wouldn't make it because he was such bad behavior. But ultimately, like when I hear those stories, I guess maybe it's like a depends on whose side. Like if you from Sif's point of view, what a piece of shit. But from Loki's right. point of view, he's like, I'm a practical joker, baby. But look, I brought you this neat hammer. <laughs> it's really hard to hate on, you know? It's hard to hate on him in that story specifically because he didn't stalk Sif. He walked by and saw her asleep and thought, what a great opportunity. I it's an asshole thing to do but at the same time he wasn't like i wonder if she's gonna fall asleep someday and i can cut her hair like he literally was like do do to do oh look like but then at the same time ends up giving thor his hammer right that's the that's the very neutral of everything isn't it just stirring the pot and calming the pot back down right it can in my opinion it kind of balanced each other out and her hair was an improvement i feel like when she gets the new hair, it's like just as good as the old hair, but like has tricks in it. Right. But recall. So yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting. I mean, that whole his whole idea about letting the giant build the, the wall outside backfired on him. Right. Oh <laughs> you're like, I didn't know. I just I thought it was like one of those hardcore like union guys that takes breaks all the time. <laughs> so do you think? Now, Loki was a god, and it does not say that the stallion was a god in disguise. It was just a magical stallion, clearly. Do you think that Loki just gave in and let let the stallion have his way with him? Because I feel like at any time, Loki could have transferred back into Loki. Yeah. Be like, oh, sorry, bro. I'm a man. Goodbye. Yeah. Like, later, dude. Or himself turn into a stallion. Just be like, swap one out for the other since you're in the shape-shifted mode. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm kind of thinking Loki was into that horse. He was like, whew, such good chase. You should get a little bit of a reward. Right, because again, nowhere in that story does it say the stallion caught him. (laughs) So, I'm kind of thinking maybe he let himself get caught. (laughs) Yeah, like once... Once the uh, the challenge was over and the giant lost, he was like, "Ooh, that was." A- what if he didn't? What if he was like, "Ooh, that was a close one," and stopped for two seconds because the contest was over? But a horse oh. just doesn't know the contest is over and is like, "Gotcha, bitch!" <laughs> fucking right in there again. That would have had to be a really quick horse because I'm thinking, like, you could shape shift pretty darn f- well. I guess you wouldn't want to shape shift back into human form if the horse is mounting you. Well, it's in there. Maybe not while I'm in there. When I'm in there. (laughs) Yeah, good point. (laughs) (sighs) So that was our Loki. Uh, Anybody have any thoughts? They can uh, feel free to message us about it. Oh, yeah. Leave us comments and reviews and let us know how we're doing and what you'd like. Do you have like ideas for different categories or like whatever? Let us know what's up, what the good word is. Yeah. Got anything you want to add? Nope. Uh, you can catch me over on the other 
podcast, ZPM Stargate, which Loki was indeed an Asgard, which is the little gray aliens. Uh, and he was a rogue scientist, like a like a Loki would be, wouldn't he? Of course. It's only in a couple episodes, doesn't matter. Uh, so go listen to that. That's also at Podbean and zpmstargate.podbean.com and on Twitter. And you can listen to this very glorious show. Oh my gosh, right on Podbean. Lastgodstanding.podbean.com. We're at lastgodpod over on Twitter and Instagram and Gmail if you have longer things you want to tell us. Honestly, I'm more responsive on Twitter. Uh, so you can just go go through Twitter. I don't know, like, Instagram's a little rough when, like, there's not a lot of pictures. Like, did I, like, ooh, did you guys see? I saw Loki at the mall. No, I didn't. Like, what pictures am I posting? My cats? My cats? Very cute. <laughs> They're up to misbehaving right now. Yeah. Leave us a five-star review, everybody. Don't forget, please. Valentine's gift for us. And, for, and oh, thanks to Mike Giacino, my husband. Oh, yeah. Uh, he wrote uh, the music here, and if you'd like to reach out to him, you can. Do uh, oh, I feel bad not knowing his Twitter handle? I was just going to plug his Twitter, and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, he's in there. He's on there. His name is Mike Decino. His name is my name, too, you know? <laughs> Definitely not looking him up right now. I'm like, I have to search him, and I misspelled our name. I'd offer to help you, but I don't know. I don't know it either. Well, if you want it, you could message us. And if you message us, we will get back to you with that. Pass it along if you want him to write you a theme song. If he writes every kind of music that is possible. He's amazing. He is super great. Uh, so that's Mike Chisino. Thanks for that. And thanks to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.